I did not think the LaMarca Prosecco that I bought for $15 at the bodega was champagne. I, I mean, I hope that person never calls facial tissue Kleenex. <laughs> or a copy machine of Xerox. Or hook and loop Velcro. There you go. We can go on and on, baby. We can go on! Hello and welcome to another episode of Finding Mr. Hyde the Podcast. I'm Allie, back with my co-host Rourke. Rourke, hello. Hello. I Hello. I had my mic down. <laughs> <laughs> I was just like sitting there ready to go. Alrighty. Well, um, I just voted in our um weird so we are recording with Matchmaker Maria later, and I just voted Woo! in the weird or not um that we're gonna do with her. And so I've seen it like 30 seconds in. I have no idea where the percentages will go from there, but my entire perception will be based off those 30-second voters. Um, anyway, that's where we're at. Yeah, it's uh, it's going to be a good one. Yeah. I We both had great night sleeps last night. I, in a very non-Rourke move, I slept for 12 hours. It's fucking amazing. I am jealous. I slept for 10 and really wish that I could have slept for longer. It's really only because my cats wouldn't let me continue. Yeah. That I got up, but I still have been loving the sleep gummies. And they're honestly so good. And I don't usually like sour candy that I'm like, how do I obtain this flavor outside of a sleep gummy? I mean, yes, I can definitely tell you how to do that. <laughs> um, but no, it's actually so funny. So I, I did the drops last night. I did not do a gummy. I did the drops. Yes. We should also note that we are talking about Sunset Lake CBD, our wonderful sponsors. Oh my God. Yes. Wow. Don't hire us. <laughs> I mean, at this point, at this point, most people probably know who we're talking about because we talk about Sunset Lake all the time and we love yeah. them. But yes, we're talking about Sunset Lake CBD. Thank you, Allie. Thank you. I was about to just like rant. Um, <laughs> Go on. Yeah. So I did their, um, I did the CBD drops and I, it's so funny. I texted a friend where I was like, I'm literally going to like set myself up for like a deep sleep because a lot I get a lot of light in my apartment, which is great, but Amazing. I'm liable to like wake up with the sun, which I I, yeah. I like doing. I think that's like a, a very natural way to wake up. But I was like, I got to like force sleep. So I got in bed. I, I'd done my drops, got in bed, put my phone on the charger and had every intention of like putting on a sleep mask and all this shit fall, fell the fuck to sleep. <laughs> and slept for 12 hours. <laughs> slept for 12 hours. That's amazing. Yeah. I I truly can't say enough good things about Sunset Lake. Several friends are now totally invested in their products as well. They've been texting me about it. My one friend is about to do an order and she was asking me like, what do I like? The people love it. Similarly, my mom is obsessed. I was just home in Dallas, as people know from recording from there. And she came – she stopped by my little office space when she was going to bed and she was like, Here's a little present for when you finish. And it was a Sunset Lake CBD fudge. So cute. Yeah. I right? love that. Yeah. yeah. So Sunset Lake CBD, all their products are third-party tested for quality assurance. They ship directly from their farm in Vermont to your door. You can check them out today at sunsetlakecbd.com. Use our coupon, coupon code FMH2020 for 20% off all products. Sunset Lake CBD, they are farmer-owned and Vermont-grown, and we love them. Sure do. So I've talked a little bit on the pod about how I've been trying to extend my damp January into into future months. 
And I have really been enjoying recess mocktails as a way to have what feels like a fancy drink at home, but without the alcohol. Yeah. And also, it's nice to have something in your fridge that just has a little bit of flavor. Totally. And they're they're delicious. They're made with real fruit, sweetened with agave, and again, 0% alcohol. So just a nice, nice little flavorful drink. That is a little little play on our favorites here. They got a bunch of great flavors. My personal favorite is the Recess Watermelon Mojito. I actually like to garnish it like it's a actual cocktail. Like I put it in a coupe glass, feel it all fancy, garnish it with a little sprig of mint. It is delicious. And my favorite is the Recess Ginger Lime Mule. I'm a ginger gal. And what I love also, not too sweet. Perfect amount of just a little little sweet treat. They're absolutely delicious, and you can get 15% off recess mocktails now at takearecess.com slash FMH, so you can enjoy your favorite cocktails without the consequences. A couple housekeeping things before we get into updates. Yes, please. Go ahead. One, by this time, everybody hopefully will have spent the last week buying and, and, and eagerly anticipating, I doubt anybody will have received it by now, the merch. Yeah. Woohoo! I'm so excited. I'm so pumped. The patrons have gotten all of theirs. They have been loving it. I have been loving mine. I'm Honestly, I'm buying more. Same. I'm just so excited for everyone to start actually receiving it. And on that note, please, please tag us in your merch. Yes, would love to see it. Um, I wore my FMH sweatshirt on a work event thing yesterday. And a lot of people were like, what does FMH stand for? And I was like, um, only a highly successful dating podcast. Hello. <laughs> Um, yeah, I, three of four members of the group chat, big woos that I post all the time. Um, we all now have the same sweatshirt that says that's a future me problem. Love. And another favorite item that I got is my best friend from college who recently had a baby. I got her and her baby. I got her a sweatshirt and him a onesie that say needy is normal. That's so cute. I think I need to get my friend who's pregnant. I want to get her a too sleepy onesie. Yes. I love the too sleepy onesie as well. Um, yeah, so very good. And then also quick note that we have launched a new Patreon benefit. And if you want to check that out, what that is, go check out the Patreon exclusive content on there. And of course our lovely discord server where somebody is currently visiting. I didn't realize it was an international trip. It was somebody. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. I think she, Oh, I forget what country the visitor is from, but she's not from the U.S. and she went to Hawaii to visit someone she met in the Discord server. Well, that's a great state to <laughs> find a reason yes. to visit. And then the person, the woman who's in Hawaii is going to Florida soon to visit another Discord member. Wait, this is so cute. It's amazing. I love this. Yeah. The, the Discord is just great. I could go on and on about them. But amazing. we have a lot of updates. Do you want to go first? Yeah, sure. Okay, so this is a non – or it's dating adjacent. It's kind of life dating stuff. I just you know, want to talk about where I'm at mentally, emotionally, physically. Heck yeah. And so I want to talk about like being single and traveling. Mm-hmm. So I have been encouraged – I've – you know, as I, as I say sometimes on the podcast where like I've had a bad week or like working hard or you know whatever, I have had partners on matters that I'm on who know how much I've like been doing, really encouraging me to take some time. And their thought is like, we really don't want you to burn out. We like hope that you have a long career here and, you know, that will happen if you take some time to recharge and the work will always be here. There's plenty of new exciting stuff always coming down the pipe. Like you don't need to be here and hope you get on the next big thing or whatever. Right. And so 
that point is very well taken. I just sometimes struggle to figure out vacation because I, I first of all, don't really have the travel bug. Um, when people talk a lot, like for me, like travel is not what populates my explore page on Instagram, right? Like it's just, it's, yeah, I, I don't like long for like strange travel experiences. And so there's that piece of it. And then there's also the piece of like, as a single person, my options are, because I don't have a built, like I don't have a boyfriend that I can like coerce, right? And be yeah. like, we're taking this trip. And so either my schedule has to perfectly line up with a girlfriend or guy friend, I suppose, who yeah. would want to take this trip that I kind of have envisioned for myself that I, I would like to do with another person because it would be fun. And yeah. then but we all have work, weddings, life, family, all the shit. And so trying to Everything. get those calendars in line, fucking insane. And so that's that, right? And then you also have the issues of like, are we travel compatible? Are like, are our budgets the same? You know, like there's that whole mess. Yeah. And then the, what, the other options are family travel. And, you know, that's a whole different experience, right? When you're with a parent. And then finally, solo travel, which I've never done before. And I don't know if it's my idea of fun, but like, that's where we're at. It works solo traveling because like I've got no choice at this point. And I'm really excited for, for your first. I'm really excited for your first solo travel. Thank you. I'm terrified. I, I that really does way, resonate with me. Maybe it's for the better because now I can be the control freak that I love. Like there's nobody else's opinion. I have to. That win. is something that I really. So I have done a few solo travel trips internationally, mm-hmm. and. I still prefer traveling with people mm-hmm. and I I think I always will. I know there are a lot of people who prefer solo travel. I definitely don't. Yeah. But I have grown to really like it and the main reason is because I can do whatever the fuck I want and not ask anybody about it. Yeah. Yeah. So there's that piece and I have – so I have I have two kind of plans with myself or two – I have two main ideas, both mm-hmm. of which st- – hinge on the fact that we have an international office in certain locations that I realized I could make my trip longer by like Mm. working for the first part in an international office, which a friend of mine is actually doing right now. Um, And so we'll see. Love this idea. Yeah. I think it's going to be great. Yeah. Yeah. I think the- Christine will not be thrilled. I need to talk to her about this before this airs. (laughs) Oh, the- the My mom. Oh, that Christine. Okay. Yeah. Why won't she be thrilled? She doesn't want you to solo travel. Correct. I told her, oh, because I I also want to re-up my – I had this idea a while ago and I, it fell through for one reason or another probably because like I checked out mostly. But um, I want to approach a man in the wild once a week. Oh, I love that. And I started that – I gave myself that challenge I think around a year ago probably. You and did. kind of yeah. I like kind of backed out of it. And yeah. what actually inspired me is that a guy started talking to me after a yoga class where – I mean – a hot yoga class, mind you. I looked like shit. But – The pheromones, man. They're going. Sure. And what I always do is I always like tap my work fo- – because I like I store my phones in my shoes and I always tap my work phone when I come out and a bunch of emails like kind of filled the screen or whatever. And yeah. the guy was like kind of over my shoulder and he goes, back to reality, huh? And I was like, haha, yeah, whatever. And then it just kind of like died. And I think that was probably on me. Like he started a conversation. Like he was open to conversation, right? Yes. He, your your next move is to indicate that you are too. Yes, exactly. And so I think I kind of fucked that up. And like I want to – like there was no reason – that was a great 
opportunity to meet somebody I have an activity in common with, I should have rolled with that. Yeah. I mean, that's a great, a great goal to have. Yeah. And so in that, I was telling my, I talked to my mom this morning um, and I was telling her that goal and she goes, is that safe? Talking to people? Yes. And I was like, mom, how is giving my number to a guy I met in yoga less safe than a stranger from Bumble? You've, you've, you've accustomed yourself to that reality. Yeah. That's a really interesting flip. It's funny because about that specifically, I had a very exploratory conversation with um, a documentary producer. Oh my God. That's cool. And yeah, I think I'm going to be posting about it on my story soon because it's hilariously timed because we are just doing our bad date series, but it hasn't Mm -hmm. come out yet. So this person did not know this. They're doing – the documentary is in very early stages, so it could go in a lot of different directions, but generally about like safety in dating and like how to keep yourself safe, but also like stories of bad dates, dates gone awry, things like that. They actually found me through that viral video that I mentioned last week talking about the guy who followed me home. Yeah. And then they discovered that I was actually a dating coach and could like speak more broadly on this topic about how people are approaching this, yeah. these things. And I was like, this is really funny, ma'am, because listen to the podcast on Monday and you'll hear all of my thoughts on this. Yeah, totally. Really funny timing. But the reason I brought it up is because I made the point of like people, I think, talk a lot about safety in online dating because like you don't know who's on the other side of that phone. Mm -hmm. But like the guy at the bar could also be lying to you. Yes, exactly. That's the thing. Everything is safe and everything is unsafe, right? It's just all – it's all equal to me. Yeah. And like, yes, you know that he has the face he says he has. Like that's the part with online dating that, you you know, it could be somebody who has a completely different face Mm -hmm. that you're talking to. And, you know, at least you know what the guy at the bar looks like. Yes. The the man is not catfishing me at this point. Right. But like actually like you can reverse Google image search a dating app profile photo in a way that you cannot if you snap a photo of the man at the bar. And well, like – I'm not going out with that man anymore. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, right. That's a good way to not go on a date in the wild is to start taking pictures up close profile photos of every man who approaches you. (laughs) Just in case. I'm going to snap your photo. But yeah, to, so to your point, every, everything is safe and everything is unsafe in in in, in similar and different ways. Yes. Um, so she would not be happy with the solo travel given that tidbit. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. But I, I, my I, mom I, was definitely not comfy with it. She wasn't like excited that I was like going to Vietnam alone. Yeah. Um, and at the time, I, I recently – she doesn't listen to the pod. Um, I recently like fully called her up. I was like, it's fine, but can we just like put out there that you don't listen? Like we don't like have to like dance around the fact that you don't listen to the podcast. (laughs) So I could say this. There were like several dicey situations that happened when I was in Vietnam that I did not tell her about because that's why it's like, I can't, I can't have her like thinking these things. Yeah. I'm so excited for you. I have friends in both of the places that I've told you I'm thinking about going. Yes. Um, cause I actually just realized my friend and her husband moved to the second location. Oh. And I know, so I know my mom, that, that I think will, that will lessen the impact. That, no, to makes total sense that you know someone. Yeah. Much better. Yeah. For moms. Indeed. Anyways. Uh, and then, um, also, uh, Greg broke up with me. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Greg. Yeah. So it's not even a breakup. He just said he does not want to continue seeing me. <laughs> I mean, I. It is a breakup, although sure. it's a not not an official. Not exactly. Relationship. It was not a relationship. No, it was two no. days. Um, but yeah, so he basically he sent me a, 
a more annoying version of the ghosting of the no ghosting strip. I was really annoyed by his version. Yeah, but I'm glad he said something and I said, you know, no hard feelings. Like you're allowed to feel like I'm not the person for you. Best of luck. 100%. Apology yeah. noted. Yeah. Um I read the t- I read the texts um on Patreon, but I'm not going to go through the receipts here. If um, you want the receipts, dial into indeed. the Patreon. Um, but like I said, in the Patreon description, we had opposite weeks. I had a, I had a, um, going our separate ways. You had a reuniting event. Yes. A reunion. Um, that's the word. I was like, what's the a reunion? Form? A reuniting event. <laughs> Shut up. Okay. Uh, I had a reunion with a disco ball. Yay. Uh, yay is, is my whole vibe about it. Yeah. Your content was very, very cute. Oh man. I was flying that day. I, lots I of, literally lots of friends not, of mine text me for like the inside early scoop yeah. when they see your content and then they'll they, they're like oh my god like I just saw that she went out with the disco ball like tell me everything he moved like what's up <laughs> oh that's so funny yeah uh my mom I, th- I said this on the Patreon. my mom's friends do the same thing yeah my mom's friend texted her and, and asked her if she liked the disco ball she's like I don't fucking know I haven't met him yeah that's um I was literally jumping around my living room all day, like with random bursts of excited energy. Oh, that is so cute. I was so excited. Not nerves. I wasn't nervous. Yeah, that's nice. I was just like full on excited to the point where I started like full body sweating when I arrived because it was so fucking hot. And then Little. also there was like, I, I won't go into this whole story here. I did on the Patreon, but like there was a thing where I like didn't know exactly what apartment number it was. And so Bit I was of a kind miscommunication. Of- Bit of a miscommunication, so I was kind of stressed, and that did not help the sweat factor. Yeah. Um, but it was awesome. So we, I went, I saw his new place. I really liked it. Um, he has very little furniture, mattress on the floor kind of vibe. Mm-hmm. Um, he's like slowly but surely putting it together. We split a bottle of Prosecco up on his rooftop and watched the sunset, which I – I know that Champagne is only from the region of Champagne in France. Yes. Like, I know that. We also very interchangeably as a society use the word Champagne to yeah, mean for sure. bubbles. Yeah. So I, I said Champagne in the caption in the, like, overwritten text of my TikTok and my reel. So many people commented and DM'd me, not about anything else in the video, just correcting me that it's not Champagne. Go, go home. Like, get a life, Stop people. It. That's crazy. Like, stop it. I just yeah. can't imagine seeing this video, this like cute video about somebody recapping a great date they had and being like, Ew, actually, you used the wrong word. Yeah. It's Get insane. Get out of here. We are way too critical of people for things that don't matter. 100%. Different if I was doing something like harmful or like, use, you know, like appropriating something or like whatever. But like I said, champagne instead of Prosecco. Like, I'm so sorry to the people of the region of Champagne if I consulted you. I did not think the La Marca Prosecco that I bought for $15 at the bodega was champagne. I, I mean, I hope that person never calls facial tissue Kleenex. <laughs> or a copy machine of Xerox. Or hook and loop Velcro. There you go. We can go on and on, baby. We can go on! <laughs> Should we make this a podcast about no. a word for that? There's a word for, for, for brand names that have become It's called genericide. Yeah. But the, yeah. So like, yeah, we could go on. Yeah. Um, anywho. That aside, we split a bottle of Prosecco on his rooftop, watched the sunset, and then we walked to one of my favorite restaurants in the city and just had such a good time. It felt so comfortable and easy as if no time had passed. 
Amazing. That's 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 the that's the dream. It was it truly was. It was just great and it it felt exactly the same as it did before. And we got a drink after. Like I started kind of like started showing him around in a little bit. Like we we it was a decent walk from his place, but like just good spots. And I I'm excited for what's to come. That's fantastic. I'm excited for you. Yeah, thanks. I think it's like I'm very interested to see what's to come in the sense of like what the vibe feels like, what the dynamic is like now that he lives here and we can be more in each other's day-to-day lives. Yeah. Um, side note, he does not – he's no longer listens to the pod, so he is not listening right now. We are in um, the clear. Let's shit talk. Go. Um, which as a – so I now know that he doesn't know that I'm not seeing anyone else. Okay, so it's the opposite of the friends thing. I yeah, know correct. that he doesn't know, know that I, I know. I know that, that he, he doesn't know that I know that he doesn't know. That he doesn't. <laughs> um, because based on the timeline of like when he stopped listening, so he told me by the way that he he loves the podcast, he loves the platform, he's so yeah. so supportive, very supportive. We talked we talked at length about it at dinner actually, and he's just so so supportive. He Is he listen. going to wear Finding Mr. Height merch? I should buy him something. You should really I? should. That's a test. I should totally. Buy him <laughs> I'm being something. such a bitch. Don't. I don't know if you should actually do this. This is a wild idea. <laughs> I, I, think, I think that's. I think that's amazing. Imagine if I bought him a disco ball thing and we didn't end up doing that. But yeah. imagine. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what if I got him something that said "aspiring sober vegan"? No. Okay. Well, we can't do that. <laughs> I'm not going to. You could get um, him off of dogs here. That'd be safe. That would be safe. Um. I lost my train of thought. What was I going to say? Oh, so we were talking. So he he is incredibly supportive. I want to be really clear about that. He said a similar thing to what the comeback kid said, which that he felt like me knowing he listens might make me censor myself and he didn't want me to feel like I needed to do that. Got it. And I think that that's the correct thing we want from the people we date. Yes. Yes. I'm like happy for him to listen. Yeah. But like I I really like that he trusts me enough to know that I'm not going to say anything that I think will make him uncomfortable. Yeah. And that as any, he should. As he should. He definitely wouldn't. No, of course not. And also that any major piece of pertinent information would come directly from my mouth and would not be news to him on the podcast. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So – all that being said, he doesn't know he, – he, we know he no longer listens. Um, so yeah, he doesn't know that I'm not seeing other people, which I'm happy about. I was going to say, that is, that is for the best. Yes, I'm very happy about it. No, yeah. I agree because I don't want there to be pressure on it for that reason because the mm-hmm. reason that I decided to stop seeing other people is not because I want to be him exclusive to with similarly. him right now. Right. Yes. And I, I also am – I'm still on dating apps. Like I'm still swiping. Mm-hmm. I'm not opposed to going out with someone. Yeah. I just knew that I didn't want to continue. The places that I had gotten to, like with the journalist, for example, having gone on four dates, I was like, this is definitely not going to have legs while mm-hmm. I'm still dating the disco ball. Yeah. And like we're get, we're almost past the point of no return on that. Right. Exactly. Where it would feel inappropriate. To keep spending his time. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, so I'm excited. He went down to D.C. this weekend um, to get his stuff for today. 
Um, and so far, I've really enjoyed the way that he's been keeping in touch with me since I've seen him. That's great. So, what's, what's so been, there was – Yeah. Yeah. So he's very last minute about all of the move planning. Mm-hmm. And I had offered to go down to D.C. with him initially. I was like, that sounds like fun, whatever. Like and road trip just vibes, like, love it. Yeah, road trip vibes. And I was like, let me know when you're going. And he did not do that, which is like fine. He doesn't have to take me up on my offer to go sure. down. Um, and it was a very last minute decision that he made of when he was going to go. But I've really liked that like, he's like keeping me updated on like – he's like, oh, like, you know, four hours back to the city. And then like he called me to like keep him company for a little bit on the drive. Oh, that's like, cute. It feels, yeah, like it feels very much like I'm in his day. Totally. Which I really like. Yeah, that is nice. And so what would your ideal cadence be for like dating him as people who live in New York now? I think I'd like to see him one to two times a week. Realistically speaking, I don't have time to see him more than that. No, yeah, you really don't. Like to go on dates. I don't have time to do activities with him more than that right now. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And so I I could do like a, you know, after what I'm doing and what you're doing, we meet up like when we're in a relationship kind of thing where you might like meet up to go to bed. Right. And yeah. like, you know, sleep in the same bed kind of thing. We're not in that place, obviously. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I think like definitely once a week, maybe mm-hmm. two if our schedules align to it. There are many weeks, this one included, where I don't have two nights free. Right. Does so, he know one night you do have free? Uh, No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, he does not. I think I'm more scheduled out than he is. In fact, I know I'm more scheduled out. For than sure. He is. Well, that makes sense. Like your your life is in motion in New York and yeah. his is just getting started. So yeah. he's figuring it out. Yeah, exactly. So so I want to give him like a little bit of space to do that. Like I don't want it to feel like okay, you're here now, are you my boyfriend? Right. You're like, beholden to I, me schedule like yeah. Right, exactly. So I'm just kind of letting that, you know, progress as it will. Um, And then I also found out that my condo contract is fully executed. Moving on up, as they say. Yeah, I'm I'm excited. excited. I'm so excited. This was surprising news to me a few hours ago. (laughs) Um, Um, But no, that's that's great. Congratulations. Do you feel like an adult? Thank you. Yeah, in a like, wow, things cost a lot of money kind of way. Yeah, totally. (laughs) Like, set my deposit off. Bye-bye, money. Yeah. I'm really pumped. I'm so excited to like figure out where all my stuff is going to go. I'm going to have a content studio in one of the bonus rooms. Amazing. So I will not be sitting on my couch doing this. I will be in a It's like Ali's own space. It's the Ali Hype House. Yes, exactly. So I think I'm going to like make one of the corners of the content studio room like really cute and have that be my background. Yeah. I like that a lot. That's smart. So yeah, I, uh, I'm very excited about that. Yeah, so uh, those are all my updates. I also had one other update that I can't talk about yet, but I'm very excited about. Um, and I just wanted to say related to that, that I – so I posted on my story that I got amazing news that I couldn't talk about yet, but I was like so fucking pumped and I just like had to go on story and like be cheesing about it. And yeah. it was, it's not dating related. And I said that so that nobody would be like, disco ball, disco ball, disco ball. Yeah, yeah. Um, And I want to applaud the audience. Not one person asked me what it was. Oh, my God. That's amazing. 
Yeah. So my followers, like, they respect the fuck out of boundaries, which is Except the best. Except when it comes to correcting you on champagne. Oh, well, yeah. But that's what, that was mostly on TikTok. Like, no, no, was, I'm totally teasing. Yeah. It's, it's a wild difference between, like, like, people that watch my Instagram story generally are, like, people that are nice. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, the boundary respect. Yeah. That's great. I Amazing. Just loved it. Love so, the followers. Love the followers. Thank you to the followers. And I just like, you know, boundaries are kind. And when you set clear boundaries, nice people respect them. There we go. Boom. Shall we so, welcome Matchmaker Maria yes. to the pod? I'm so excited to welcome Matchmaker Maria to the pod. Every time we mention guest suggestions, anything, we get so many requests for Matchmaker Maria. She and I connected a while back um, on social media and have, you know, exchanged a bunch of DMs. I am actually also – I don't know if I've mentioned on the pod that I'm going to a matchmakers conference. I did not know that. When is that? Did I where? tell you that? No. So Maria is the founder of – I believe it's called the Matchmakers Alliance. Okay. And they have an annual retreat. This year it's in Cancun. Oh, fuck yeah. Yeah. Um, and she – messaged me about it a while back and said like, you know, we don't typically get a lot of dating coaches who go, but it is a really great opportunity to go and kind of like network in the industry. I'm obviously not a matchmaker and I have no desire to be one, Mm -hmm. but there could be a really cool intersection between what a matchmaker does and what I do. Yeah, totally. And building contacts, especially now that everything can be virtual, building contacts in that space could be really cool. That's awesome. So yeah, so she and I first connected over that, and I'm doing that later this year. She is the CEO of Agape Match. Agape means love in Greek. She is Greek. She just also got, side note, got back from what looked like the most amazing trip to Greece. That's incredible. Oh, it looked incredible. And the other thing, so she's also huge on social media. She does dating app profile reviews for people on TikTok and Instagram. She's hilarious. I'm so excited to talk to her. I think we're going to have a great time. We are for sure. And right. also, early – I'm going to call this early. We're not talking to her till tomorrow. <laughs> Real talk. Um, I think she would be an amazing uncensored guest. Oh, if she's up, if she, good call. Good call. If she's up for it. She, she like, gets into those types of topics and is fucking hilarious. So call, calling it early, I think, I think she's a good one. Let's do it. Let's do it. Listen up, guys. If you haven't heard yet, we're coming to the DC Comedy Loft for another live podcast Thursday – March 21st, get your tickets. We are, I think, over halfway sold out already. Well over halfway sold out. So get your tickets if you want to come experience some magic live. We want to meet you. We want to talk to you. We're going to have so much fun. And it's also Allie's birthday that week. It is my birthday that week. So, and my mom might be there. I'm excited. You can go to findingmrhyde.com slash live to find an easy link also in our bios to get those tickets, and we are going to have an after party afterwards where we can really meet and greet, talk to everybody somewhere in the area. Yeah, so make sure you come. DC Comedy Loft, Thursday, March 21st. And if you want to check out some stand-up, I'm going to be there all weekend. So Friday and that Saturday, I'll be doing stand-up shows. Start swiping on Hinge, bring a date, have a good time. And you'll, you can come and meet Allie's mom, which we still have some spots left on our Portugal trip. And a little update on that, a few of you reached out to us about hey, I want to come either, unfortunately, I don't have my mom anymore, or I want to come with my aunt, I want to come with my sister, I just want to come with a friend. The trip is officially open to anybody that would like to come, as long as you don't mind. Half the trip being moms and daughter combos. Everybody's excited to come. Doesn't matter. You are welcome to join. 
travel with us. It's going to be so, so fun. You can also check that out at findingmrheight.com slash podcast. If you have any questions about it, feel free to reach out. We're happy to answer anything. We're just so excited to be there with our moms and with you. Yep. Next October, October 4th through 10th. Check it out. Come travel with us too. So without further ado, let's welcome Maria. We are back with Maria. Hi, Maria. Welcome to Finding Mr. Hyde, the podcast. Hello, hello. We are so pumped to have you. This is um, the the audience has gone wild. Like, imagine the baseball stadium. Like, <sighs> you say this to everyone. I'm sure of it. So no, absolutely, absolutely not. This has been like ever since we started soliciting. Like, who should we have on? Your name comes in dozens of times. So we are we, so pumped. We say it with okay. everyone. We only mean it with you. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we are. We are so pumped. Um, before we get into you know you and all the questions our listeners have for you, we want to start with our weird or not segment that we do every time. And in honor of your dating app profile reviews, this weird or not is dating app profile related. So we asked our audience. I want to do, get the wording exactly right because sometimes people nitpick about the word. And this and is inspired by something that happened to me the other day. So I can also I can give the background yes. of the of the situation. Yes. Okay. This week's weird or not is photos of their ex are visible in their Instagram that's connected to a dating app. So I just want to confirm, like in the online dating profile, they've connected their Instagram and in that little grid, you can mm-hmm. see their ex-girlfriend. Mm-hmm. Exactly. That's mm-hmm. fucking weird. Thank you. I'm <laughs> that's also right on purpose. That's on purpose. That's like... That is um, a cue. It's like a dog whistle to let people know, like, you need to be this looking to ride this ride. Ride this ride. Oh, wow. I would not have even thought of that. That is so interesting. You're, like, already comparing yourself to the person yeah, that you're know, seeing in these photos. It's totally on purpose. Oh, For shit. me, like, as someone who didn't really care about looks, but I was re- I really cared about, like, someone's intellect, I feel like... If you don't have a bachelor's in physics, do not apply. But that's – you can't put that on an online dating profile. <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> yes. And um, you know what? But, My husband does have a bachelor's in physics. <laughs> see? You know what? Manifest what you want. Yeah. Manifest what you want. Um, okay. So we think it's fucking weird. What do we think the audience thought, the split between weird and nah? Um, a little question. Is your, in yeah. your, on your Instagram analytics, is your audience like 90% female? Higher than yeah. that. Higher than that? Okay. Yeah. Um, it's a, that's a great clarifying question that no one's ever asked before. Yeah. I would. So am I supposed to guess like the numbers? Yeah, like percents. Um, I'd say 70% think it's weird. Okay. 70-30? She stole my percentage. I'm like right there with you. There's 71. Um, no. <laughs> I'll, I'll dial it slightly back and say 65-35. The dial back got Rourke the crown on this one. <sighs> Really? Yeah, the split is 63-37. So now I know how many people have low self-esteem. That's essentially what you're telling me. Of people that like don't care. I thought 70% was low. I would have actually said like 90%, but you know, I had to count in for people that, well, he doesn't have any other photos or whatever other excuses, you know, we give to ourselves for essentially what I, and it's, you ever notice that their ex-girlfriends are always like thin? Certainly, yes, always. It's this almost was, never was someone very cute. who's like voluptuous or overweight or fat. And which, by the way, these are not negative words. These are adjectives. 
And yeah. it's almost never like a different body type other than thin. And I've always felt like when you put an ex-girlfriend's photo up, you're just trying to tell people <laughs> be thin. It's definitely a comparison metric like immediately. Do you, do you think that there's any chance that somebody like connects their Instagram but doesn't realize that like because no. they don't post that often on social that the last couple things – like that something is included that they wouldn't have wanted? No. Be- <laughs> okay. Let me ask you a question. True or false? Have you ever – okay. Not not Instagram, but I want you to you, – were you ever on Facebook? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. We're, so you, we're, we're in our still We're millennials. <laughs> yeah. Okay, good, good, good. Are you elder millennials? Yes, oh, we yes. are. We're grand okay. millennials. We're, we're both so in our mid-30s. So I want you to take early. it back. I want you to take it back for a second. And I, if anyone is listening to this part of the podcast and this resonates with them, you better tag the shit out of these girls to let them know that this is a shared and not unique experience. Okay. So take it back to 2000. 11 2010 2011 you're you're there your facebook yeah you've just yeah. this is before instagram i'm you've posting just uploaded like, like 100 photo photos. albums exactly right. yes. you've just uploaded 87 photos from like your graduation party from your master's yes, or yes. Something, and right? i've so, and i've captioned every single one of them oh my exactly. god yes captioned yeah. every single one it's got inside <laughs> jokes and you've got the whole Fuck, thing you've that. got the one with the beer you also delete one of the photos where you're holding a beer in case one day you find a job Exactly. And your boss sees it, even though now people talk about like vaginal discharge on TikTok. But I know, except low key when my work, you shouldn't be drinking out like anything while I'm speaking because I know it's going to like spit take in a second. And (laughs) I'm like really nervous. I'm like trying not to give the punchline here. Okay. Okay. I'll hold off on the coffee. I'm sorry. All right. We're ready. Liquids are down. So you've pictured this. You're you're there, right? Facebook. We're with you. Very. you. You meet a guy at a bar. You friend each other on Facebook. And instead of going onto his profile to just stalk a shed of him, what do you do? You go on your Facebook profile and pretend you are him and you start to look through your – okay, they are nodding yes. They You go start to go through your profile to see what does he see in you? What is he seeing? Oh, do I look good? Okay, the status. Okay, this is who he sees and this is what people do. And so for you to come now in 2022 and be like, oh, I didn't know it was on my Instagram. No, 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 no. We look at our own shit more than anything in the world. Think about your own stories. You've probably watched your story 70 times. I love my stories so many times. Wait, but do men do this? Do men do this in the same way? Like we're men. I like next time we do our Ask a 30 Something Man series, I actually (laughs) want to ask him this because 30 Something Men will have been on Facebook in the time that we're talking about. Mm. So I really want to know whether. 30-something men were on their Facebook profiles trying to view it as public or view it as friend. Because I just don't see that happening. I asked a gay man once because I caught him doing it at work back in 2008. And I was like, do you do this too? And he goes, absolutely do. And I was like, okay, gay men do this. I don't know about straight men. I've never asked a straight man. Well, we'll Um, ask one on our next next instance. Oh, Yeah. I was going to say the uh, so we do we do an episode called Ask a Random Thirty Something Man, and it. just get like a generic like their opinion means nothing. But here's so one many of them. of them, exactly. There's so many of them. Yeah, you just pick one and throw them in. Yeah. yeah, and the 
we're going to have on one that I've actually been on a few dates with, and I his relationship to Instagram is like pretty much zero, so he he will not be a good he will not be a good. Oh solve no, that's perfect actually because a lot of straight men's relationship to Instagram is zero, but that doesn't mean that they're not on the socials all day. Like my husband is barely on Instagram, but he's on TikTok, and he has like a whole different relationship with TikTok. Oh wow, how interesting! And I'm and I'm like I, I'll tell him like. Like people at work at his job follow me and they'll tell him what I'm doing <laughs> on, on Instagram. Like he has no idea what I'm doing. Like he knows, obviously he knows Ask a Matchmaker, but yeah. like he doesn't know what I do day to day. Sometimes I'll tell like him that? like, oh, this happened and he'll like, he'll start looking at them and he'll comment, but he has no idea what I'm posting on my feed unless I connect it to Facebook. <laughs> He's my husband's <laughs> Facebook and TikTok. And then that's where he gets his information. Yeah, because, you know, so I don't know about you, but, like, I use Facebook now for the groups. Oh, same. Or right. events. Events as well. Oh, do people still do events on? Yeah. Wow. My, fr- my friends do. I love is that it. weird? I love is that. that. Our, is that no, our next I, I mean, I do, I do host a virtual event every month, and I do post it on Facebook because it's in a group. Yeah. But um, you know what I love about my husband's Facebook groups is that it's all, like, Costco groups. Oh, I need to get in those. Yeah, and like Trader Joe's hacks. I fucking love Costco. And um, he also had he also started his own group called Starbucks Mugs Trade or something. Like people 10 were years so ago. into the Starbucks mugs. I know, and like he started ten years ago, right? Like more than ten years ago. It was like way before I met him. And um, like I guess like when groups start, because he was trying to find a mug, and then he just kind of like let it sit, and then he comes back to it's like there's like fourteen thousand members in it now, and I'm like. What? Like, I'm like, what? Like, aren't there um, some cities that are really hard to come by? Yeah, yeah. And so people will trade them there as if they're like Olympics. You would, you should check out. I don't, are you familiar with the podcast Normal Gossip? No. What's that about? It's great. It's a girl who threw, so like, she, listeners send in they call in actually and record voicemails telling a story about like a situation that's happened in their life and there are just great stories one of them was about these like two like competitive parents about like how they were parenting their kids one was about like wedding drama around a sorority one was about a knitting group and they're um they just requested some on a theme about like niche groups and like drama and niche groups. And so, yeah, it's mm-hmm. like, instead of celebrity gossip, it's just normal gossip. Like it's just normal people like in Ohio or Florida or like California, wherever. Oh, I've got niche it's gossip. Fantastic. So you, I feel like you would get a kick out of it. I've been posting the last day all this niche gossip from a WhatsApp group that I'm in. There we go. I was, I was, I was very attentive to your stories last night about it. If I told you the response from the moderator is like dumb. Are you oh, going to post it? Have you read drama? I'm thinking about it. Um, I'm thinking about it. You you tell me. So should I tell? Should I should I? Yeah, let's do it. Here? Yeah. Um. So there's this. So there's a lot of online dating CEOs, and like the online dating world is not just like dating apps. It's like, um, there's like dating adjacent apps. Yeah. Um. You know. And um. Wait. What? Can you define that for me? Sorry. I'm. I feel in. I'm, I'm sure. Like not of the space. <laughs> Like, let's say a speed dating group. Oh, okay. Or um, adventure travel groups. They all belong in like the same umbrella of online dating or like um, connections. You also have yeah. like payment processors 
and you have people that are in the professional dating industry, right? Like people who run events. And so there's all these like different characters that exist within the online dating world. It's not just like Bumble, Tinder, Hinge, and OkCupid. There's, there's literally hundreds of online dating sites. And also, you know, I think a lot of people responded to my DMs like, oh, is this OkCupid or Hinge or whatever? Of course it's not OkCupid, but, um, but they're asking if it's the big dating sites and it's like, no, like it's not, it's very US centric way to view things. There's a gazillion other online dating sites that are way more popular than those apps in those countries. So you have CEOs that are from Germany and from Israel and from Australia and India. And like, they're all in this one WhatsApp group and not all of them, but like 50 of them are. And one of them, I was at a conference with him a few years ago in Europe and he was, he's Canadian and he was saying some really insane things in this group of Europeans, like how we should all have the right to carry guns. And I'm like, you're Canadian. Like you're speaking on behalf of my country, like the United States, because that's who I'm representing at this conference now. Right. And just like, you know, off the fringe, like I remember he turned to me and he was like the best day that completely unprompted, right? Like we're in a cab going to a restaurant. He goes, I, I await the day that Ruth Bader Ginsburg dies, which by the way, I know you can't, I know people can't see me, but there's literally Whoa. Ruth Bader Ginsburg bobhead, bobblehead behind me. But um, and I was just also, like, I just wishing, wishing, de- wishing death on any person is like a, and this person no owns enough. a Christian dating site, by the way, cause ain't no hate, like that's Christian very, love. Yeah. That's anyway. So, um, uh, so he goes, right. uh, so he says that and I was just kind of like blown away by like, I'm like, I was embarrassed for his wife in that moment who's in the cart with us, if I'm being honest. And then I remember turning to someone because I was in the cab with them. And when we got to the restaurant, I, I turned to another member there who I had become friends with. And I was like, I need you to, to keep him away from me. Mm. Like this person's yeah. Canadian. Like he's speaking on behalf of things like, you know, Ruth Bader Ginsburg is a hero of mine and unprompted. He's saying these things and maybe it's just because he knows I'm a liberal and I don't even, I don't even use words like that to, to like describe myself. Right. But I'm a strong, you know, strong willed person who speaks my mind and like, I, you know, I, I, I guess one of the reasons why I like dating men who had physics degrees is because it's hard to like go against that logic, right? Like there's mm. math here, you know, yeah, so you're like, like one this plus is one what, equals this two. Is real. Yeah, yeah. And this is, that's why I think I always like was attracted to people like that who have studied math or physics because it was like, oh yeah, we can, we can probably have the same logical structure and critical thinking. Um, anyway, so I remember also at that conference, I, I say this to give context to like what happened over the last 24 hours, but like yeah. Like I remember at that conference one morning, um, cause we were all sharing this like big ass Airbnb mansion and he's wearing a Britain first shirt. That shirt was crazy to me to like wear in a foreign country from a person who's not even from Britain. Yeah. That's and, odd as a Canadian. Also. Right. And he's also married to someone who's not like, he's married to someone who's from like Latin America. And, um, and I just turned to him and I was like, don't you think the shirt that you're wearing might be seen as offensive to the Europeans that we're currently sharing a house with. It was kind of like wearing like a MAGA hat to brunch. Very but, like but the people that you're talking to, they're all not from America. Like there was people there from Belgium. There's people there from Germany. There was people there from um, Poland. Like you don't, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, it's like, who is this for? Who is this lawn sign for exactly? It's just to let us know. You know what I mean? Do you get what I'm saying? 
So uh, again, like since then we've been in this WhatsApp group and, um, you know, I, I just ignore him all the time. I, you know, he always tries to like say things that are like, I remember when, um, he called masks like diapers or something like that in the group. And again, this is with like other CEOs that are like major CEOs and like no one says anything anyway. So a week ago he posted this really transphobic meme, um, where it's a man on a date and he says to the woman, like you could see the hack of the head of a woman. It says, well, have you always been a woman? Tell me, have you always been a woman in the sense that like, you know, maybe he's on a date with a trans woman or something. Yeah. And um, the moderator of the group laughed, <laughs> which what? to me was like really shocking, you know, but yeah. nobody said anything. I was like, okay, I'm that just going to That seems like this. not the job of the moderator to just bounce. <laughs> nope. And then, and then yesterday, like two weeks later, not even 10 days late, he posts another photo where it's a person on a date with another person that's like, it's a woman on a date with a man. And the man says, where's your friend? And she's like, what are you talking about? And he goes, and then I'm I'm really butchering this, by the way, and and I don't want to memorize it. So, Um, and he goes, well, your profile said they, them. I thought I'd be on a date with two women. So your facial reaction, Allie, like makes me feel better because at first I was like, am I overreacting? And then I see that there's like two laugh, like no one says anything for 12 hours. And then when I open up my WhatsApp again, I see two laugh emojis on it. And I'm just like what is wrong with like, there's something wrong in this picture. And also I think like the CEO of like a major um, like lesbian dating app is in there. I don't know why I'm whispering. I'm embarrassed. <laughs> <laughs> I'm embarrassed. Yeah. That's what it is. Because, yeah. You know? Cause it's like secondhand embarrassment on behalf of like, now you're in this group where this is happening. Well, also, also like, I think right. to myself, if someone, if someone were to screenshot this and this person is obviously me now, um, but I'm blocking there. names. Right. But if, if someone were to put, like, I've always had, okay. I don't know if anyone had an eighth grade biology, uh, physics teacher like mine, but I remember him saying when text messaging had just come out and this is like way before text messaging, this was like sending emails to people. He had said, you should never, you know, write you with just the letter U. you should wait, write it hmm. Y O U, like in case this ever gets published on the front page of the New York times. So that mentality has always made me like not do shorthand speak. Um, although it hasn't, it doesn't really stop my cursing on some of my posts, but whatever. And then also okay. like, you know, I thought to myself, okay, there's a lot of really big players in this group and I don't believe in like performative allyship. I also don't believe in performative philanthropy. That's like my biggest pet peeve. But I also think to myself, you know, if no one's going to say something, why can't it be me? So I showed it to my husband too. Like, like, Hey, am I overreacting if I reach out? Like, and my husband, who's like way more progressive and liberal than I am when I'm pretty like, "Mm." my husband's like way more because he comes from like a very European mindset. Like why wouldn't Mm. women have all their rights? Why do you need a gun? Like (laughs) the fact that why wouldn't women have all their rights? Like, is in the same as like oh yeah that's like super progressive but anyway it's so but, foreign to him because like well, if you're a gynecologist in Greece you have to learn how to perform an abortion it's not like there's an abortion doctor it's a gynecologist so he's like what like it's like fun talking to people who grew up in Europe live in America because it's, it's like it's very this country's different. a different planet for them right so anyway so he's like of course you have to respond like you need to let people know that this is not okay that this is a professional WhatsApp group and so that, I wrote a message that's yeah that's, that's like also confusing. that's a, it's like 
Right. This is not a Facebook group meme page. This is a professional setting. And I said, like, you know, as a dating industry, we should be striving to be more inclusive and not promoting these transphobic and homophobic memes. And so whatever. Anyway, and then the person who who like laughed at it, the, you know, not the moderators, yeah, the, the, ha-ha. the ha-ha, he's like, oh, I thought the joke was like, you know, it's it's they. And so it's clearly plural. And I was like, no, you're wrong. Like, don't, you know what they, them you means on an online dating profile. Don't that. confuse this. And then he goes into the most transphobic um, comments, which I don't want to repeat because they are really yeah. offensive just to like, yeah. Read, right. Yeah. We don't um, need to give that air. We don't want to go there. But, um, and then, so, you know, suddenly I have only two executives. So everyone's read it and only two executives like come out and support, like, you know, you know, Maria's right. This is a professional setting and you have no idea who you might be offending in this group with your memes. This is not a meme page. This is not a meme. This is not a group for that. Right. And the moderator wakes up and he, you know, he writes, um, you know, uh, the dating industry would define a culture of our properties. We should go ahead of the curve of what is accepted in our community. Certainly we should always be accepting and especially sensitive to things we do not know or may never personally understand fully, whether that be religion, lifestyle, or sexuality in all its forms. As long as no harm is done, let's lead. Be incredibly tolerant and be prepared to have a beer with people who may not agree with our personal viewpoints. Peace to be all. And I'm like, I because I wrote in a previous post because he said, let's have a beer one day. Like the guy that I was kind of like diplomatically debating with, like, you know, mm-hmm. the, and I didn't even debate with. I just said what I said. And then I said, you know, you're being very transphobic with these comments. I would never have it because he said, I want to have a beer. And I was like, I would never have a beer with you. You're very transphobic. No, Please be better. Like be better. Yeah, And just to be like, kind of, but the moderator is like playing both sides here. And it's like, no, there's no moral equivalence here. Yeah. And he also isn't addressing the fact that like, this isn't the place for that either. Yeah. Like yeah. you like, shouldn't, you're... that's not what this group is for. Uh, that's not what and we do here. And I just yeah. find it really, really disappointing to like, and honestly, I don't care if he listens to this podcast and you know, whatever I said, you know, I get to sleep really well at night. Um, but I think more can be done. And so to me, it's kind of like, you know, I just think about how I have, I don't know about you guys, but I have friends who are trans and that's a really, that's a struggle. That is, that is a hard life to not have had a choice in, right? Like, you know, you, you feel like you're in the wrong body. I can't imagine what that feels like. And so I empathize, but also I'm aware that the suicide rates and the homicide rates are really high for that community. And it doesn't help for us to like read comments like that, that just like brush it all under the rug. Oh, let's have a beer. Are you kidding? Yeah, you know? that's, uh, yeah, that's a, I think a really tricky situation too, for you to feel like you now have to like be that person in this group. Yeah, of that's all a good point. People. Oh yeah. I was called a, one of the people, the original guy who commented, the Britain first shirt guy, he said, social justice warriors ha- clearly have no sense of humor. Like, Okay. <laughs> One of my least favorite comebacks is you just have no sense of humor. I'm like, no, your that just wasn't stopped. funny. Yeah. That wasn't funny. It wasn't funny. Like, wow. Yeah. So, yeah. well, you could call into the ain't, normal ain't no hate, podcast. Like, yeah, I was going to say, this is, incre- this is literally the perfect example. What was the oh, example? Dark. A little dark. But for normal about, gossip. Um, of normal gossip. Oh, yeah. This is niche yeah. group. Um, I'm sorry that we've taken a complete like no, that's that's the, tangent see, on this. It's the, that's the opposite of what I was saying about the group. That's not what we. Do. It is what we do here. That we is literally what we do here. Yeah. Is go out, go out far afield and on tangents. 
So, yeah. Um, but do you want to get into all of our listeners' questions for you? Because there are many, many. Um, I have a personal favorite that I'd like to start out with it, if it's okay for, with you. Sure. Or. Yeah, of course. Go. Um, so we got so many questions about your 12-date rule. Really? Yeah. And I personally have I, – I struggle with it. I've never one time achieved it. <laughs> That's okay. Rules are meant to be broken. Uh, thank you. Appreciate that. But so could you first sort of enlighten any any listeners who have not heard this of yours and then I would love to chat about it. Okay. So the, uh, first off, I should like preface this by saying that I am not purity culture. That's not something that I promote. I am 100%. also a massive advocate of the hoe phase and uh, which is an, it's a mindset. It's not a noun, adjective or a verb. <clears throat> I, okay. I saw a lot of questions that mentioned the hoe face. I like to oh, yeah, phase, yeah. mentioning the hoe face. It's crazy. It's like I I uh, I've got my I've got my feet in both ponds here. Um okay. So the 12 date rule is a method that I promote. It's worked on at least a thousand couples that I'm aware of. Like I get DMs multiple times a day about how it worked on them. Um, and I get lots of emails and even like snail mail. Um, but anyway, so the 12 date rule is a method that um I promote that I encourage to help people determine if they are emotionally compatible with someone without the distraction of sex. And so this is mostly for strangers. So if you were working with someone for more than six months or you've been friends with them or you dated them 10 years ago, the 12 date rule, that's not for you. You know a lot more about their emotional range and their resilience, emotional resilience. So hopefully you make the right decision for you. Um, but this is mostly for strangers and how excited we can get in the beginning. And so what this, what, what happens if you take a step back is when we, um, in the beginning, we get excited when we meet someone, right? Oh yeah. Some of that excitement is usually anxiety. It doesn't necessarily mean that we are, um, happy to be that we be with them. It doesn't mean that we're comfortable being with them. It doesn't mean that they're even a good match for us. And I'm sure that's going to be another question uh, about like, what's a good match? What makes a good match? Sure, sure. We'll we'll get to that. (laughs) But, um, but what, what I'm, what, what usually happens though is when we have sex, we have a heavy dose of oxytocin, the love drug that like Mm -hmm. goes through our bodies. And I say this as women and suddenly we're wearing rose color glasses. So not only the red flags are hard to see, the pink flags are just invisible. Mm. And so what the 12 date rule does is that I take a step back. And you're intentionally getting to know someone to determine like, do I actually like this person? Are we emotionally compatible? Now, I should say that the 12 date rule has Maria math. Maria, 12 I, dates I is not Mar- 12 physical dates. I love the Maria math on this one. <laughs> Maria math is, it's funny because people DM me about Maria math like, oh, I went on six dates. Maria math, 11 dates. And I'm like, I love it. I love it. <laughs> it's really cute. So a date is anything that is a phone call a video call or an in-person date that's more than 20 minutes and up to three hours. And you can have up to two dates in one day. So let's say you have two one-hour FaceTimes with them on a Saturday. Congrats, you went on two dates. Let's say you went on an eight-hour, you know, those like Sunday all-day dates that people go on like brunch, movies, golf, whatever. Yeah. So eight hours, that's not three dates. That's going to be two dates. You max at two dates in one day. And you notice how texting doesn't account for anything, right? So there are people that like will have that. like full texting relationships for six days. And nope, they're like, nope, I'm in nope. love with this person. I'm like, you have not been on a single date with them. Like, how do you know you like this person? Yeah, we are big advocates for getting on a date 
And yeah. that date could be a FaceTime if if physical, a phone call. if physical dates don't work out. Yeah. But like open up your phone, check how many times when was the last time you spoke to someone for more than 20 minutes? It's very rare. So like the fact that you're trying to do it intentionally. So what you're gonna ha- learn in those 12 dates is what you're aiming for is to learn four things. By the way, I want to say that not everyone's going to get to 12 dates, right? You're going to learn six dates in, mm, this is, person's not for me. Totally. You might say five dates in, mm, I don't want to date him, but I'll hoe face him. He'll go in the hoe face pile. Totally fine. <laughs> um, you know, fuck him and leave. No worries. Um, or you might say, you know what? This guy's really great. I'm really curious about him. I want to keep dating him. So here are the four things you want to learn in this process. The first thing is, what are they like on a good day? The second thing is, what are they like on a bad day? when they're having a bad day, right? Yeah. The third thing you want to learn is how do they react when I'm having a bad day? And the fourth, and this is the most important, how are they like when I'm having a good day? I can't tell you how many women have told me like, oh, I got a promotion at work. And his response was, instead of it being like, hey, babe, let's go pop a bottle of champagne. I'm proud of you. It's really not going to be working more hours. Or every time I go to brunch, he picks up a fight. So I have to think about him when I'm at to brunch with my girlfriends. Like this, this is emotional abuse. And you can learn a lot about someone in the 12 date rule. Now Mm. in those, by the way, 12 dates, people think, oh my God, three months. No, for most people it takes two weeks. We're adding phone calls here. Yeah. No texting. Like you can text people, but that doesn't count for anything. So you have to make the plan and you know what? Tell guys. I mean, I can tell you how to tell guys. I have a template, but guys are into it. I get so many messages from guys who are like, I just heard about you through this girl I'm dating. I'm in. Like I get messages from guys every single day who are like, I'm in. I love that. That like women are like talking about you and then the guys are like, this woman seems great. And then they're reaching out to you. That's very cool. Oh yeah. People have it even on their online dating profiles. Like you should message me if you want to follow Matchmaker Maria's 12 date rule. And they're like, who? So they'll go on my Instagram. They'll see my little highlight reel that explains it. And then here's the template, right? You don't have to talk about 12 date rule. Like some people are more explicit, but I don't think you have to do that at all. I think you could just be honest, which is this. You could first, you could say, when you're fully clothed and outdoors, like let's say you're walking, that's the best time to do conversations like this. You should say, you know, I really like you, but I'd like to wait to have sex. And I need you to know three things. One, I really like you. I'm repeating that. Two, I'm great in bed. I don't care. Lie. It doesn't matter. This is just an icebreaker. Being great in bed is a mindset, to be clear. Yeah, being great in bed is a mindset. Even if you've had not sex, you're great in bed. And number three, I will tell you the moment I am ready. And saying those three things to a straight man, it immediately like covers the bases of like, what he thought initially when you told him you want to wait to have sex. Oh my God, she doesn't like me. Oh my God, we're never going to have sex. Oh my God, you know, some, I don't know, something's like wrong with her. Like she doesn't like sex or she she's doesn't like, like not going to be into yeah. it. Yeah. Right, right, right. So you immediately get rid of all of these like thoughts and, you know, you can work, you know, you can now work on getting to know them without the distraction of oxytocin. Now, I what you said before, it's really hard to get there. It is hard to get there and that's okay that's okay. Rules are meant to be broken. I've heard people tell me, oh my God, we did it eight dates. Are we doomed? No, of course you're not doomed. But like, you know, I just told you the four things you need to know, right? So if you find them acting like a piece of shit when you're having a great day, you need to give yourself permission to let them go. It is not your job to like teach someone emotional resilience. Yeah. And like, you know, being a good partner, 30% of straight men are trash. It shouldn't be exactly, dating. Exactly 30. 
It's exactly 30% in New York City and it's 25% across the rest of the country. I heard this statistic from Dr. Amir Levine himself. Oh, wow. He didn't what say trash. He just it, said like 30% of New York City men are avoidant and you shouldn't be dating them. And I was like, Los trash. I'm in LA. Where, what's LA? I think it's 25. Okay. Great. So it's like anytime Damn I hear it. someone say like, oh, but they're perfect on paper. It just didn't work out. I was like, oh, they're part of the 25%. It's not you. you. Know. It's, it's, it's the, it's the, well, it's the math. It's the statistics. <laughs> I, actually, it's I will the- say the thing about how they respond on a good day. That to me is something I've um, thought about a lot in friendship too. Mm. Where Me too. Um, a reason that I had kind of like a friend breakup in college is because she was always so there for me when I was down. She was like the mm. best person to come to when Grief I was down. Grief porn is the best. But then when like I got a leadership position in an organization or like whatever, she was stone-faced. Like why would you do that? Like I wanted that or like I was going to go for that or like that's my activity or like uh, whatever. And yeah, brutal. Yeah. The amount of people that reached out to me when like – my daughter was in the hospital last year. I was like really astounded. I was like, okay, obviously I'm grateful. Like, thank you so much for thinking of me, whatever, right? But like a month before I interviewed like a personal hero of mine. I got to interview Marlo Thomas, like a fucking queen, okay? On my podcast. And like six people were like, good job. That's it. Yeah. Like six of my, that was it. I was like, are you kidding? Like, like that, I was like shocked. I was just like, this is I don't need you. I don't, I don't need you around when my daughter is sick. Like I, I can't explain it, but like, I don't need that. Right. Yeah. Like I need you here. Like I'm working so hard to get her on my podcast. I need, I need the congratulations there. Like with my daughter, I'll deal with it with her doctor and my husband. Mm-hmm. But I was just like blown away by like, and I, I think about this with my friends all the time, but I also try to be a good friend too. Like anytime yeah. um, one of my friends gets a promotion at work, um, I, I make a beeline to flower, you know, 1-800-Flowers and send them flowers because that's what, I think that's what women need. They need to stop being celebrated for getting married, which is not that big of a deal and being more celebrated for like, you know, their career or hobby or passions that are like they're excelling in. I've actually, I yeah. saw on TikTok and I've been thinking about hosting this, um, um, like a group of women hosted a milestone party that could not be mm. like personal. So it had to be like work, hobbies, like something you were proud. It was like an I'm proud of X party. And each woman got to like talk about an accomplishment in like another area of her life. Um, One of my colleagues, um, Erica, we were just in Greece together like a couple of weeks ago. Um, She was telling me like, you know, she's she's never been married, which I think is a great accomplishment. You can really make the wrong decision there. Um, And she's like, I never, uh, you know, she's like moving houses. And I was like, do you have a registry? I want to buy something. She's like, no, that's stupid. And and I was like, do a, you know, she's turning 41 this year or next year. And I was like, okay, next year, do a 41 for 41 party. Register for 41 things you want in your new house and let your friends like spoil the shit out of you. I'm sorry. You don't need to have a kid or get married for me to like get you something, but tell me what to get you. I love that. I love that. Yeah, I it's interesting that you when you talk about like how does somebody respond on a good day? So like I had like the best day in recent memory this past Friday in my personal life. Okay. Um and what happened? So one, I'm buying an apartment and I found <gasps> out that my contract was fully executed, so it's like fucking happening. What? Yeah. That's in New York? In Brooklyn. Uh-huh. What? That's awesome. Good for Thank you. Thank you. Um, so that happened on Friday. The second thing I am not allowed to talk about publicly yet. Okay. 
Oh my God. She's okay. fucking on edit. She just told me a secret and it's like a big <laughs> deal and good job. And I'm so proud of you. And that is amazing. So now Thank I'm going to need your address to send you flowers. Oh, that's so sweet. Um, um, but, but yeah, that's the, awesome. The reason that I bring this up is because I'm dating somebody right now, pretty early still. Um, but I was really, really heartwarmed, maybe would be the right word. I don't know what the right word is about how he responded to my good day. Like he was so fucking pumped for me. He like, he's just such a cheerleader and a hype man. What did he say? What did he say about the apartment buying? Oh, he's, he's been pumped about that from the beginning. He was like, this is incredible. You're making such big moves. This is such an accomplishment. Like, I hope you are so proud of yourself because this is incredible. Like from the moment I was even- what from the moment I was even looking for an apartment, he was like, wow, this is amazing. You're buying an apartment by yourself in New York. Like, j- go off. Girl, yeah. Like, that's a keeper. That's a good he, guy. Yeah. He's like, I showed he, – he was like, yeah, I showed the – I sent him a video of it like when I was How sad is like, that the bare minimum of support is like – Someone's excited for me. Good. <laughs> yeah. Not even excited. He didn't even like – it's not even about the excitement. Like, some people will be like – well, is it like a one bedroom or a studio? Oh my god! Don't answer this, by the way. I'm I'm telling you what people could say or like no, completely. What neighborhood is it in? Well, yeah. I guess that's up and coming. Like they'll they'll say shit that's like Try microaggressions, full totally. on microaggressions to like downplay what is a massive accomplishment during the worst housing crisis in our <laughs> lifetimes. It's bad out there. Um, it is. I'm trying yeah. to buy a house. Give send me oh. your juju. I've been, it's, it's been awful for us. This, this really worked out, but he, so yeah. And he was like, oh my God, this is incredible. I had sent him the video. He was on vacation with his mom. He was like, my mom and I watched the video together. We both gasped when we saw this thing. Like he's just been amazing about it. And I think that you're so right. That's so important. I love it. He also went on vacation with his mom. That's awesome. Where did they go? Yeah, they went, he, they went to a wedding together, a, a wedding together in France. And then they traveled for a week in France after just the two of them. Okay, yeah, this guy's this guy's good. I like him. He is. Yeah, he is. We, I, I people will know this, but I'm talking about the disco ball listeners. I, that's uh, of course, them. like, yeah, <laughs> dude. Yeah, secretly, if I was like, and I'm talking about, and it was a guy that I've never spoken about yeah. before. No, this is the disco ball. So, no, um, that's great. That's awesome. Yeah. So, so yeah. So I, I love that sort of framework about what you really want to find out about somebody. And you know, what's interesting is like how many people that thing is like wildfire, right? Like a 12 date rule. I mean, I've had um, a lot of radio stations like talk about it without me there. Like, and some of them are like, yes, this is perfect. And other people are like, what was she thinking? This is stupid. And I'm like, it's fine. I don't, you don't have to do it. This is just the method. Um, Mm. What's interesting to me is how many messages I get from women who are like, oh my God, we had sex on a first date. Are we doomed? And I'm like, I don't know. Like you could have had sex on the 13th date and it's not going to work out. Right. Right. The point is that like, I don't want you having sex with someone who are like, what the fuck was I thinking? Like three weeks from now, like how could, you know, cause there are some people that are, not good people who mm-hmm. say, especially like in the first two dates where men have like perfected what they should say on dates in order to get a second date and a third date. Like they know the stories. I remember um, I dated this one guy back in like 2010 who I thought he was like so smart based on like the stories that he was saying. And like, he was insanely charismatic. Like he dripped charisma. And then on the third date, I was like, 
are you dumb? Like, you know, like, you know, he's like three hairs away from telling me that he's like a flat earther. He's clearly knows he's not because he's well-traveled. But then I, I ran into a few friends of mine who have also dated him apparently, right? He was telling oh us God. the exact same stories at the same time. Mm. And I was like, did you think he was smart in the first two dates? Or was I like rose colored glasses? Like, no, when he talked about this, I thought he was really smart, but it turns out, you know, and I'm just had like, to get to the end of the stories he had available. Right. And then he was done with his stories because those stories would get him in bed, you know, get us in bed. And yes, I had sex with him on the second date. Um, I mean, I didn't think I would end up with this person, so I didn't really care either. But yeah. um, but it was just kind of like, it was just funny how easy it was. And it was like all of my, I know like seven women who have had sex with him now. And we've all had the same stories fed to us. I mean, he knows what to say. It's like uh, Matt LeBlanc's character, Joey, in France, who's got the... Uh, yeah the Spain, I think it was like Spanish hiking story. Yep. It was the same thing. It was like, he knew exactly what to say and it was very powerful. And it was like, yeah, let's do it. I'm free. (laughs) Oh, phase. Oh, phase. Okay. So wait, let's, yeah, let's talk a little bit about that. Um, Tell us about Mm. that. And so as I mentioned before, ho phase is a mindset and it's a way of thinking about dating for people. Like I hear, look, I've set up over, 5,000 first dates in the last 14 years. Good God. That's a lot. It's a lot. <laughs> it's a lot. And those were 5,000 first dates. Forget the second dates for a yeah. second. Okay. Um, and which is fine through a matchmaking service, you know, you're usually dealing with people who want to, you know, be in a serious relationship. So the mindset's really different. Right. But I notice even like in online dating, people will not go on a date with someone because they don't fit like all of the checklists, all of the criteria. They're like just avoiding even just the experience of dating. It's like, well, no, like that's how you keep yourself single by not going on any dates. Right. You're never, you know, it's like no one's going to be perfect. Right. So the mentality of like, look, I can just date to just have fun. It doesn't have the guy I'm going out today. He doesn't have to end as a husband or Mm -hmm. as a boyfriend. That that doesn't have to be the end game here. And so whole phase is like when you meet a guy and you think to yourself like, okay, this could be fun. It doesn't have to be forever. And I think by detaching yourself a little bit, it does make dating a little bit more enjoyable. It doesn't put us into this mentality of like, oh my God, I'm worried I'm never going to get married. It's like, no, every, every person is an opportunity. I'm closer to my person, but I'm also having fun in the process. You are literally articulating exactly why I am keeping this one guy around right now. You have fun. Yes. He, so he, I, I, his nickname on the podcast is Mr. Nobody. And he let me know. He's great. He's a, um, he has, he has his doctorate in clinical psychology. So he's a therapist and like Mm. he splits his time researching and doing, uh, being a clinician. And so like, so like such fun conversations, so thoughtful. So like, he's just great. Um, he let me know after the first date that he is recently out of a long-term relationship and probably not like in the space to like quickly pursue another serious relationship. Mm. And I was like, you know what? Great. Like you keep my, I was like, you keep my mindset about dating positive. Like you remind me that there are good people that I want to have conversations with out there. And he kind of reminds me of my standards in terms of like how he behaves towards me. But, and just, just saying that, right? Like men operate in hoe phase forever. Yes. True. Right. The guy will go on a date with you and be yeah. like, I'm never going to date her, but I'll have sex with her. And it's like, okay, bet. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. Yeah. And isn't so- it empowering to like know that ahead of time? Like, yeah, this isn't going to work out. When you when you can at least acknowledge like this is not long term. 
holy shit, does it free you not only from having really positive dating experiences, but also from like having to do the mental gymnastics of what they say when it doesn't fit into the narrative that you've been told societally, like from society, like what it should be. Like, I think what you could, what could have happened a different scenario with what you just said. Right. And I think a lot of women hear this and they hear and they understand something or they understand they, they do the mental gymnastics, right. They'll say, they'll hear someone say, I just got out of a relationship. So I'm just trying to, you know, I'm just dating to have fun. And someone will hear that and say, okay, we're going to keep dating, but two months from now, he'll be over that relationship and then right. I'll be his girlfriend. And it's like, no, <laughs> that's yeah. not, that's never going to happen. That's not what he said. That's not what he said. He just told you, you are never going to be his girlfriend. Yep. Now that you know that, act accordingly. You can say, you know what? You're distracting me from meeting my person. I can't talk to you anymore. Or you could say, let's ho phase this shit. Let's have yep. fun. Let's get an orgasm out of this. And I can still concentrate on finding someone really special who wants to, you know, be the guy. Like, and by the way, not everyone can do this, right? Like some people feel very attached when they have sex with someone. That's fine. You yeah. don't have to participate in this, right? It's just, it, it also, ho phase, it doesn't necessarily mean sex. There are plenty of people who are saving themselves for marriage or have never had experience. You can have a hoe phase by kissing. You can have a hoe phase just by going out on different dates with people that you would have never said yes to um, in the past. Like this is your chance to learn a lot more about yourself and how to communicate those things. Like I have people who ask me sometimes, like, how do I tell a guy that I have herpes? And it's like, just tell him, like, go on your, all of your hoe phases, go on all of your dates that you would have never gone on. And so just practice it. It doesn't matter. Like the yeah. right guy one, one in four people have herpes. So chances are you might be with someone who doesn't even know that they have herpes, Yeah. but also like practice. Like we, there is the stigma behind herpes is so insane to me. Like I don't see, by the way, in Europe, no one talks about herpes the way Americans talk about herpes. America, mm -hmm. it's like this, like hush fills the room. Right. <laughs> Whereas like, if someone's having an, I've seen this with like, I remember one of my coworkers, one of my employees, like she was having like a, I think like a herpes outbreak on her mouth or something. And she's like, I've got herpes today, so I can't really make out with my husband. I'm like, she just like said this in a team yeah. meeting. Like it was just like blase. And I'm like, I love this. I like, this is how we have to talk about this because yeah. a lot of people have it. Yeah. We did a podcast episode um, with a friend who has herpes and talked yeah. about dating with herpes and how, and we talked about that practicing and coming up with that script that you say yeah. that makes you feel comfortable sharing it with people. Yeah. But yeah, I, so, I also, I yeah. love that perspective that whole face doesn't have to mean sex. No. Mm -hmm. Because I think that's how I approached when I very first started finding Mr. Height in like early 2020, like before the world shut down. That was how I was approaching dating. Which is wow. A whole phase mentality, but not related to sex in terms of mm -hmm. like going out with a lot of people saying yes to dates that I might not say yes to otherwise and starting to learn what I wanted and practice talking about what I wanted and practice setting boundaries and learning more about myself. Yeah, it's great. I mean, it's just date. That's what men do, right? I've just, we've just put a, look, I've put a little fancy word to it, fancy, uh, <laughs> a little crass, but, um, you know, and some people do get offended by that word, but I don't, I don't think it's, I don't think it's bad. So I'm kind of like, all right, that's your perspective. It's okay. <laughs> no, I love it. Yeah, I do too. Um, so on that note of kind of like trying to figure out what you are looking for and what is right for you, a lot of people asked what you think the top, top things that make a really good match are between two people. <sighs> the top, top things. Um, 
so at the very top, I think is um, not only their emotional resilience, but your own emotional resilience. And if you don't know what that is, Google image search emotional resilience, and you'll see like a nice little graph with all these different things um, that, you know, basically talk about like understanding your own self-awareness and how you tackle problems. And, you know, not only that's, it's a dynamic thing, right? So you have to practice your own emotional resilience and the person you're dating has to, you know, be in that mindset too. I think that is really at the top of like, that's like the self-actualization of like being Mm. in a great relationship. But um, at the most basic level, I think lifestyle compatibility is insanely important. And how I define lifestyle, and I think most people define lifestyle is, um, you know, how you value the way you spend your time, plus how you value the way you spend your money. I can't tell you how many, you know, I've met a couple billionaires who have divorced because of lack of financial compatibility. And it's like, you have all the money in the world. You have more money than you have in a lifetime. But it's like, no, like I, I remember this one client, she wanted to travel on the private jet and stay in like the five-star resort, you know, and he wanted to fly first class commercial. Um, Again, we're talking about billionaires. And then also, <laughs> yeah, like huge step also down. yeah, and yeah, and then, but also he wanted to stay at an Airbnb or at a hostel and experience the local culture mm. instead of staying at the resort. And, you know, right. this, this might, this might just be, you know, oh, but this is vacation mode. And I'm like, yeah, but like, that also translates to like, oh, does our kid go to boarding school or do they go to public school or do they go to this private school? Like having to have those conversations about how you value time and money is like, I mean, and I'm giving you an extreme example. Think about like another example of like, let's say you're a person who like likes to play tennis. I'm not saying you have to date someone who plays tennis, but man, is it helpful if they're out of the house on Saturday and Sunday too, you know, playing golf, hiking, walking, meeting with their friends, instead of just like, you know, I'm going to binge on, which by the way, I'm, I'm all for a good binge. Right. But there has to be some sort of compatibility here in terms of like how you're valuing the time that you're spending on your leisure. So that's, that's a, yeah, that's a big part of compatibility. Um, and then I think the third part, um, is, shared values or lack thereof. Right. So <laughs> what I mean by that is our parents are our first teachers in relationships and not just relationships, but even like how we spend money. Mm-hmm. I, I mentioned money a lot because financial compatibility is actually one of the biggest stressors in a relationship. Yeah. Um, and I think as adults, we either have to lean into the things that we really liked, but also unlearn a lot of things that our parents taught us. And having those conversations with someone that you're dating can just be really helpful um, into determining, like, could we share a life together? You know, financial compatibility is a really, really important, um, you know, factor in 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 success and in a relationship. So I think shared values. Not I'm not now I'm not, I know I mentioned financial, but you know, shared values also includes like, you know. Um, how do you plan to raise your kids? What are the 10 things you want your kids to, well, how do you want to parent your kids? Yeah. Like these sort of things that, you know, you have to figure out before you meet some, before you date someone and learn to articulate those things as you're dating people. Right. And I think the last thing that's really important is um, your communication patterns. Um, I hear from a lot of people sometimes like, you know, Oh, he doesn't speak to me the way, like he doesn't acknowledge me the way I want to be acknowledged. Like he doesn't love me. Like, like for instance, I'll, I'll speak to someone who's like a words of affirmation person. So they want to be told a lot about like, not a lot, but they want to be told why you love them, how you love them, 
They want the words and they're with someone who just doesn't do that. Yeah. And I don't think you should necessarily compromise. You can acknowledge your differences, but if you don't feel like you're being acknowledged, that person might just not be for you. Like being acknowledged in a relationship, especially if you're someone who needs it verbally, it's really important to get it from that person. And sometimes you might not get it the way you want it, right? Sometimes you just have to ask. Like Mm -hmm. I'm a words of affirmation person. I will literally ask my husband, why do you love me? I want reasons. Like I will ask him this. (laughs) Yeah, I don't expect him to say it on his own, right? I know where his limits are. But because he knows what I need, he knows I'm a words of affirmation person, he's got his list. Yeah. Which changes every time. He'll come up with new things all the time, right? But he'll tell me like, okay, you know, I love you for this and this. And I'm like, oh, thank you so much. I really needed that. And and I'm able to set him up for success. If you can't yeah. set them up for success and if they're not willing to meet you where you need them, that person might also not be for you. I can't tell you how important it is to just give yourself permission. I get it. Maybe you dated them for two years and you're like, oh, I think engagement's coming around the corner okay, do you, is this the person you think you should be married to? Or are you just around because you think being single will be hard? Cause like let me tell you over is going to yeah. be, is going to suck. Yeah. Starting over, it might suck, but you know what sucks more being in a marriage that you're not happy in. Oh my God. That's the worst. It's like, yeah. it's like being in a bad roommate situation. Like, you know, you become resentful of them. And so it's like, you have to determine, you know, where the balance is there. And it right. also becomes also, a sunk starting cost over problem. T- where yeah, every year problem, gets exactly. harder to start over. Yeah. Yeah. It's tough. Yeah. Like I know you probably, I thought, suck, I, but... I think you thought that this was going to be like a 20 second response and I'm really sorry that I'm no. like giving these monologues. Oh <laughs> no, my gosh, no, don't fantastic. be sorry at all. I, I've always felt that for, going back to the financial compatibility thing, I have always felt that when people, with people I've dated, it's less about how much money they make or have yeah. and more about how they want to spend the money they make. Totally. One of my favorite first date questions or second date questions is your boss gives you a scratch off ticket and you win a million dollars after taxes. How do you spend the money? I asked this question on my podcast to Paul Brunson, who is, um, he's on, he's like a matchmaker in UK. He does like a Mm -hmm. celebs go dating and like, it was like a celebrity matchmaker. Right. And his response and my response, we're both married, right? His response and my response just proved that him and I could never be in a relationship together. Mm -hmm. So he said that he would invest all of it in Tesla stock. Oh. And I remember asking him like, what would your wife do? And he goes the same. And I go, wow, like you and your wife have the same risk assessment. And that's amazing that you found each other. Yeah. Let me tell you what I would do and that my husband agrees with. Um, so first off, I probably give, I'm not going to lie. I'd probably give like 10% to my boss. If I had a, you know, like they gave me the scratch off ticket. Oh, I'm the kind of person like, yeah, I need the good juju. Like I would have never had this if they didn't give me this gift. Here's 10% off the top, right? 100,000. I think that's pretty fair. <laughs> Very. Great. All right. Um, and then the second thing I would do is I would think about like my biggest stressor in life and like, how do I remove that stressor? And my, one of my biggest stressors in life is my student loans. And I think then also about my sister's student loans, because I don't know about you, but like I have a, I have a very close relationship with my sister and this is something that stresses both of us. And then I would think, and then my next thought is, okay, I, I pay off my student loans. I pay off my sister's student loans. And then between me, my sister and my sister-in-law, we have six kids, right? We all have two kids each. Yeah. I would probably start education trust for all six of them, like 50,000 or whatever, 100,000 for each of them. And 
That way they don't have that anxiety when they go to college. Like this is, this is what I would do. And I remember saying this to my husband when I first met him Mm -hmm. and my husband was like, I don't know what his, I don't even remember. I think he said something about like, same thing, like make it a down payment for a home, not only for us, but also pay off his sisters or his fathers or something like that. Yeah. And I was like, that just kind of told you like that family between us is like really important. Yeah. Um, and it's funny. I, I don't know if you guys know, there's like a Powerball, like a, two months ago, it was like 400 million. It was and massive. It was insane. And I, and I played it with um, a group of our friends. And I remember saying to one of my friends, like, if I won this, I would literally pick the 20 families I'm closest to and give each of them like one or $2 million each because how much money is enough? Like if I have 400 million, I can, I can still you give don't need that. <laughs> I don't need that much. <laughs> you know, like to me, I, I come from the mentality of like how much is enough. Right. So, yeah. and not everyone shares that mentality. So that, and that's okay. Right. I'm with someone who does though. And so what I'm describing here in the financial compatibility sense is that I'm with someone who has the same risk assessment as me. And, and I think that is what you have to determine. Like another great question would be, for instance, if you're dating someone is like, what are things that your parents taught you about money that you wish you could unlearn? Holy shit. And by the way, you don't have to ask that question. Like, I believe like just start the conversation midway. So for instance, say something like, you know, I was thinking as you're driving, do this always side by side, right? So driving or walking, you start the conversation by saying, you know, today I was thinking about how there are things financially that I wish I, I, I could unlearn from my parents. And this is what it is. One, two, three. Or if I had children, this is what I would teach them. One, two, three. You're yeah. on a f- third date with a person. This is like the perfect conversation to have. Like if I had, when I have kids, these are the things that I would want to teach them about money. How about you? And then you can learn a little bit more about their family. You can learn about how they spend money, what they think about kids. I remember, um, like for me, I want to pay for my kids' bachelor's education if they don't get scholarships. And I would really struggle personally to be with someone who didn't believe in that. And I've met people in, of course, in my line of work who were like, my parents didn't pay for my education, so why would I pay for my kids' education? It's like, okay, that's great that, that you know that about yourself find someone who agrees with that. Right. Because that's not something that I share. And that's a value set right there. Right. That's a, that's a massive value flag. And Mm -hmm. so by having this conversation, you can now say like, when you're talking to someone, again, this, your conversations are better suited for walking or driving where you're not doing face to face. Um, because you could be more vulnerable and you, you know, this is where you say like, for instance, if you believe in paying for your kid's education, this is when you say it. Like, you know, I want to play for my kids' education. And then you can learn from them too. And just because they say, oh, I don't believe in that, to ask them why. Maybe you might change their mind. They might change yours. Like, have that conversation. Learn how to talk about money. I don't, I hate when I meet people who are like, we never talked about money before we got married. What the fuck were you talking about? Yeah. (laughs) That's wild that they never discussed money before getting married. You know, everything gets paid for. So you're just like, okay. And I'm like. Uh, you know, it's funny. I also think about like culturally. Okay. This is going to sound psychotic now what I'm about to say. I, I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited. Um, so when I met my husband, so one of the things that I hear from women a lot is like, Maria, he needs to make this amount of money or more. He needs to make my salary or more. And listen, I get it. I accept what you're saying. I understand, especially with women, like, you know, you worked really hard for that, but there are a lot of professions where people have worked really hard that do not pay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. And I remember when I met my husband, 
he was at Harvard University. Harvard University does not pay well. Like it, it, it does not pay compared to like other companies or uh, industry, right? It's still yeah. academics and it's yeah, still like- and education in general. Right. Well, no, certain universities pay really well, but Harvard bets on the bets on the name. Like, well, this is a prestigious name. So, you know, tough luck. Yeah. You get and yeah. And when I met my husband, he was making below like $60,000 a year. Um, and yet every single date we went on, we went traveled every single date we went on, he paid for it. Like he was very creative. We would do really cool things. I never felt like, oh, I have to pay or whatever. I would pay for certain dates because these are things that I wanted to do and I wanted to surprise him. But yeah. it wasn't like I ever, I never felt like he was emasculated. I don't think he ever felt that way either. I think that's just the reality of like certain professions. They just don't have that kind of pay scale. Now mm-hmm. he is an in industry and now he does make more and, you know, we can make different decisions now based on that. Um, but it kind of reminds me of like when I was dating a, a gentleman before him who I told my dad, you know, Hey, like, you know, during the date he, he did this. And my dad was like, if he can't afford to date you, he shouldn't be dating you. And then in, in I'm trying to understand like, and I'm packing like what he just said to me. I was trying to like, understand like, what do you mean by that? Because there are people who will say, well, he only makes $60,000, so he can't afford to date me. And it's like, no, there's a lot of dates you could do, right? You don't have to go to the Michelin star restaurant every Tuesday. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Absolutely. Um, and at no point did I ever feel like we couldn't do things because also I could pay for things, right? It's not a big deal. Um, but then I, and, and I, I remember I mentioned this to some friends of mine in Athens. Like I, I go to Greece two, one or two times a year, usually two times a year. And um, I mentioned this to some of my guy friends and they're like, well, yeah, because in Greece we give, your dad comes from the generation where you give boys a dating allowance. And I'm like, wait, say more, tell me more what's happening. And that's what my dad meant. My dad was like, Essentially, when you have a son, since the expectation is that men always pay in Greece on dates for whatever, you know, that's just the way it is. Yeah. The parents is, you know, the kids don't have money. The parents give teenagers and adult sons who are in college, they give them an allowance. And this is for dating. And so my dad was like, if he can't afford to date you, what kind of parents does he have that they're not helping him create a good experience for you? This is really, I'm not trying to be misogynistic. I don't think it's misogyny at all. I think it's just a a different culture of how they experience dating. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like a woman should, uh, you know, women should not take out her wallet, you know, like that sort of mentality. And I have to remind myself this when I go to Greece, because sometimes I'll go to like pay, like if I take out my friend's. And I'll go to pay. And it's like the guys, they get really offended. They're like, no, Mm. we're taking care of this. Like I have to always take a step back. So anyway, so it made me think like, oh gosh, when, when my kids are young, I have to give my son a dating allowance. And then also I probably give it to my daughter too, but you know, like this is for you to go out and have a good time. And that's so cute. I don't know. I don't know. I'm still working on it because it's still like, you know, Greek American culture now, but yeah, I don't know. That's a, Yeah. (laughs) I like that. If you that's, want to cut I, that out, you are more than welcome to. No, no, no. no I like amazing. it. I think that's very cute. Like it's thoughtful. I think, especially for, like you said, high, like high school, college, like. Yeah, I mean, no one, no me. one has part-time jobs in Greece. Um, in high school or college, the mentality is like when you're in college, your job is to be in college. Yeah. So nobody is making money, 
And um, I did my undergrad in Athens. So my all of my first dating experiences were in Greece with Greek mm. men. And I don't remember ever paying for anything. And I never even questioned like, where does he, where does this 20 year old man have the money? It's like, oh, like in hearing my dad say that when I was like 27, I was like, oh, that is what now was happening. Like, An unlock. Like, yeah, it was like, okay, now I'm aware. Now, now I've been enlightened. Thank you. You know, how do people find that out? Like, let, like, let's say your dad had never mentioned that to you and you had a son in Greece. Like, how do you find out that you're supposed to be doing that? You just do. It's kind of like, um, you know, when, I mean, I don't know if you guys had this experience, but like when I was growing up, if I was at my grandparents' house or my aunt's house, they would always give us like ice cream money. You would not use the money that your parents gave you for ice cream. You give ice cream money. So you get already oh, in this hilarious. practice of accepting money from your elders to do fun things. Yeah. So then eventually like now you're an adult and you're like, I want to go out for a drink. Okay, here is 10 euros. Go have a drink. Amazing. It's very, it's very inexpensive there to go out. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's nothing like America. I tell people here, it's like, oh, it's $20 for a cocktail. And they're like, yeah. are you insane? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's crazy how much like being in New York has shifted that calculus for me where I'll go somewhere else and something is not actually cheap, but cheaper than New York. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, it's so affordable here. And everyone's yeah. like, no, it's not. But also like dating in Greece for like six months out of the year is also at beaches. Which, you know, you're still paying for like the, you're still paying for like the, the umbrella and the chairs. That's what usually people do there. Cause most beaches there are really organized and nice. Um, but you get in this practice of like being very creative with dating. Right. Um, I mean, the economic crisis has definitely hurt dating there. It's almost turned into a, kind of like a herbivore society, which is a whole different conversation for a different day. But um, but it's interesting to see like how the economic crisis impacted dating um, from an, like from my perspective, where I remember what dating was like in Greece before cell, before smartphones, mm. before economic crisis. And now there's cell phone, like now there's smartphones, so there's distractions in everyone's pocket. Right. And then also there was an economic crisis where, um, you know, people, instead of now going to a bar, they were meeting up at the square and just getting beers at the kiosk. Yeah. Yeah. Makes so. sense. Um, I have a question about like meeting in the wild. Okay. Do you have recommendations for how to like, how do you like pick people up? I feel like people Perfect. have lost this skill. Asking for a friend work? Yes. Asking for myself. Thank you so much. <laughs> I'm really good at picking up men. I know I haven't done it personally for me like in a while, but like to me, it's kind of like, what's the worst they could say? No. Like exactly. that's the mindset I'm trying to adopt. Mindset. Right. And if you, if you need that mindset, I want you to like write down like the 15 things that make you amazing and just put that in your pocket. So you look at it every time. And you know, people don't realize what those 15 things are. Sometimes people are like, well, I'm honest and I'm fun. I'm like, no, be more specific. Like for me, my list says like, I listen to like four podcasts a day. Mm -hmm. I do the crossword puzzle. I read a newspaper every single morning. Like I am well-informed 
And I can talk to you about a lot of things like that to me makes me interesting. So if you say no to me, you miss out on this like really interesting, fun date that you could have had, right? I'm also a good baker. I'm a great listener. I have uh, the patience of a saint sometimes. I'm, mm -hmm. I'm great in bed. Like, you know, so there's all these things that you're missing out on if you say no to me. And I have this, I had this list in my back pocket. Now how I pick up men, I make them think that they picked me up. Okay. So I'm going to tell, tell you the move that I used on my husband, but I've used it on other people in the past and it always worked. Okay. Oh my God. I'm so excited. I actually just recorded this for my podcast uh, like a week ago. So it's going to come out next week, probably at the same time. It's perfect. I love it. It's perfect. Um, just like a, just a, whatever. In stereo. In stereo. Yes. In stereo. So if I met a guy, I wouldn't ask for his number. I'd just be like, oh, so where did you grow up? Oh, I plan on going there one day. Can you show me like can you show me your location of where that looks, you know, what, what does that look like? And I'll like, look at the Google street view and I'm like, cool. Uh, well, um, and then I'll say, well, you know, take down my number. So that way, if you ever, if I'm, hold on, I wonder what the hell did I say? I would say, let me save this pin with your number. So that way, if I'm ever there, maybe I can text you and we can meet up something like that. So I'm taking their number first. Right. But okay. then, I would text instead of text messaging them like, oh yeah, this is Maria. I text them a really cute and flirty photo of myself, but I have to look cute. Right. And again, I just want to, for people who don't know what I look like, I am a very tall, voluptuous woman. There are many men who are not into me for those two reasons, but there's also a lot of men who are. So I like to play my odds here. And so I would text this photo of me that I had like a little coffee cup. I was like, mm, like, like looking into the camera, being cute, like drinking coffee. And it was a photo that was not on any online dating site. So it's like a new photo they've never seen. Yeah. Um, I tried, I've tried this technique three times. And the third time I did it, it was with my husband. So it worked. <laughs> I trapped him. Anyway, so. <laughs> got him. Got him, yeah. being like, wait so, a minute. Yeah. yeah. Well, he goes, but listen, I, I texted him and it said, you know, this is Maria. And it had the photo. And immediately he responds back with, you're cute. And it's like. Okay, like now we've Walk got to the green races. flag. Like yeah. now we got it. We can do it. Like let's let's go. You're all cute systems too. Go. Yeah, all systems like he did it. Like you did it, he did it. Now we can like now we can go forward with like you asking me out. I love the idea. He would of have never asked for my number. You know what men do when they meet I met him through friends. He would have probably waited like two months. Facebook yeah. messaged me a few times, you know, trying to find the courage. I just kind of force his hand to be like, make a move, dude. Let's go. The picture send thing, though, is really blowing my mind. Yeah. Like, instead of, I might do this the next time that I give some, that somebody gives me their number on a dating app. Instead of just texting, this is Allie from Bumble, I might yeah. text them a photo of me. Oh my God, I'm going to try this. But it has to be I cute. I might start dating somebody just because of this. But it has to be cute. It has to be well, like yes. a cute photo that's like, um, that warrants a, like, you're really cute in this photo. Yeah. And it doesn't, okay. and by the way, the photo I'm telling you about was like the silliest shit photo I've ever, I think it was like my Instagram bio photo for like 10 years, by the way. Um, it was like, it's like a silly as hell photo. Like, I'm just like, I'm showing to you. I'm like, I'm, <laughs> it's like stupid. And it's like, of course you have to say you're cute. Cause that's what I'm doing. I'm being cute. Yeah. So cute. yeah, cute. be cute. It's okay to be cute. I, it's funny. Cause sometimes people say, why do you guys ask for my photo when we get off the app? Like they just saw all these photos and I'm like, and I'm like, I get it. I get why they're doing it. Cause they're going to ask just so they can see what else they can ask for later. Like that's honestly to me a recipe for like dick photos pretty soon. 
Yeah. Well, also, we talk about this. Yeah. Take control over it before they even ask. Offer up the I'm cute photo. Look, this is also not for online dating. This is for when you're out and about. Like, I'm talking to you out and about technique, like how to meet men in the wild. Like, Rourke asked me. Okay. I'm going to, I'm going to do this. Yeah. I'm very excited. Rourke Rourke has committed herself to meeting people in the wild. I I love meeting people in the wild. As someone who's uh, very tall, is really high. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, as someone who's like very tall, like are you tall too? I'm five ten. Okay, yeah, we're all all three of us. We're we're Tallies. three parts of a Division One basketball team, volleyball team, <laughs> volleyball you know, for me, volleyball. Yeah, I play volleyball too. I really suck at basketball. Same. And we know what the worst part is like. They pick you first when you're tall. Oh when God, you're like, and I'm like, me I, in and I was like, get me out of here. No, get know, me out. Like, the other day, another day, like a few months ago, I teach um. T- I don't know where I find the time, but I teach uh, teenagers uh, Greek. I do Greek theater coaching, right? Oh, like yeah, competitive Greek play coaching. I've seen and, this in your story and I'm fascinated by yeah, it. Yeah, it's, it's, it's my brain yoga. It's non-dating related, so it's fun for me. And um, I they there's a basketball hoop right there, like next to the stage. And they always give me the ball and they're like, come on, Coach Maria. And I'll like... Every time I embarrass myself, I'm pretty sure it's going to be like a nasty TikTok of me one day where it's like, I throw the hoop, I throw the ball, God. See, I first the lingo. Step, step one, ball. Yeah, <laughs> ball. I throw the ball and it, it, is, it's, it doesn't even reach the hoop. I'm a volleyball oh player. Like, through I'm, and through. I'm a middle it. blocker. You know, that's who I am. <laughs> anyway. I'm yeah, you're a setter. Wow, you're a setter at five foot ten? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm six feet. You're a setter too? Oh, I'm not. I was a swimmer. I, no. I'm not a volleyball person. Oh my god! Does your back hurt? Like, do you have back pain? She does. I do. Yes. <laughs> that is so tall. I have never met a setter over five foot nine. Yeah, That's I'm actually like, not even that tall as it relates to like I play in leagues and I still travel and play competitively. Good for you. Um, but yeah, and I'm not. I'm not that tall relative to the people that I play with, which is kind of funny. But That's um, nuts. I I haven't played in like 18 years, but um, I played a little bit in college, and then I was like, I'm done. But um, to go back to that, like the height thing. Uh, what was I saying? <laughs> you like meeting people in the wild? Oh yeah, I, it was really. I struggled a lot online because I kept meeting guys that like either fetishize my height or they fetishize my weight. Mm-hmm. Um, or also like they fetishize like. Uh, I, I just, I, I really struggled online. Look, we're talking about online dating back in 2010 where you had to open up a fucking desktop. Right. And look through profiles as if you're filling out like an, an indeed.com job post. Like it was online dating was wildly different 12 years ago. Yeah. yeah. You know, you read the whole profile. You couldn't just like swipe away. That had not existed yet. So, um, so yeah, I was not, I don't, I, I don't know. It just wasn't, I was like, this isn't, I was online dating. Cause I think online dating is a fantastic tool to meet new people. But let me tell you, I was out like two nights a week. Like I'm like, I need to meet, I would go to events by myself. The idea, and this is a good trip for you work. Um, the idea to me is like, I just have to meet two people that I've never met before. If I'm not enjoying myself, I can leave after that. Love even if it's that. the bouncer, like just, even if it's the manager of the the bar, like, you know, sometimes they're like rolling around the the bar the yeah. bartender, like these people count as people. <laughs> yes. Yes. I got to talk to two people, like have a conversation and then I can leave. And I met a lot of people this way, but I also practice how to talk. I practice how to articulate what I'm looking for. Like it was great. I think meeting people out and about, you create new friendships, you create opportunities and that can lead you to someone really special. And I, that's how I met my husband through a group of friends. 
Yeah. I, my, so my thing, I, I like work like really, really insane hours. And so, um, Mm. I, I'm trying to like maximize being like when I go to yoga, like, can I chat up somebody after yoga? You know, like stuff like that. Ooh. Yeah. That's how you do it. Yeah. We'll see. Well, we have gone all over the place in this one and talked about so much good stuff. Yeah. Good luck to your editor. Uh, Yes. (laughs) Um, But uh, Maria, any uh, last words of wisdom as people are going off to date? It's summer. It's fun. It's a fun time to date. The best time to date is now. Like I hate when people say like, oh, I'll start in September. No, no. Start today. Like meet new people today. Every person is an opportunity. Every single man, woman is an opportunity to meet someone special. Like um, to me, I think it's so important to just create a new social circle that might introduce you to another person. And if that means making, you know, eight new female friends on a group trip, so be it. Um, you know, there's, there's a lot of opportunities out there. And I think limiting ourselves to swipes, you just, you're just limiting opportunities that exist out there. And also even on the swipes, say yes to five people you would have otherwise said no to. What's the worst that could happen? Like, you 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 have a story about it like and yeah. it's okay i mean yeah. I look the worst that could happen is obviously you know death but um Very, unlikely yes. unlikely <laughs> Unlike, but unlikely but unlikely yes. and you know meet publicly don't have sex on the first date and you know practice practice dating 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 can be a lot of fun we just have to think of dating as fun instead of like oh yeah, something it's a i have to do shift. That's what yeah. I would say. And it's funny that you give that advice about turning no's into yeses because this episode is going to be sandwiched in between our two episodes about bad dates. Oh. We did one that came out today that There's no such thing as a bad date. date. I've had like I've had funny dates. I've never had a bad date. Like I remember this one guy. Um I oh my god, he was so hot. He looked just like Derek Jeter. Who's not really Fairly my type, hot. but like you can't help but like say like, okay, you're objectively a man. attractive. Yeah, right. objectively yeah. attractive, right? So this guy, like, I met him at a friend's like rooftop birthday party, and um, I've been matchmaking for a really long time. Like, I know that people like n- might know me now from like TikTok or Instagram, but like, yeah, there was a time before that social media where people knew me in Manhattan because I was a matchmaker who set up dates, like. There's right. like a, in real life knowing, right? So um, he got really excited. He asked me out, whatever. And I'm thinking, oh my God, I'm going on a date. He took me to the opera. Ooh. And then I come to find out that like, he just wanted to take me out to pick my brain because he was planning on launching like some roommate matchmaking service. No. Yeah. And I'm like, what? Like what's happening on this date? What? Like I was like, and then it was like, it was not a bad date. It was just like funny to me. Like I was like, oh, I gotta, I gotta do better at like, accepting dates i so I, I won't go into too much detail on this the pit I, I went into more detail on the patreon but i went on so i hired a matchmaker as i think yeah. i think i've talked about this yeah and it's been an amazing experience that's awesome one of the dates that i went on however unbeknownst to her not her fault he works in the dating industry and we had connected before because he had pitched me on a partnership that i had said no to who and i'll tell you after Okay. Um, And he didn't, obviously didn't disclose that to her. It's also not his only profession. I see. So he didn't tell her. It was very shady. It was very shady. He like lied to her essentially, didn't tell her, like his, his online persona is not just about this other thing. So 
we get on the date and it turns into very much, yes, very much like a, he didn't directly try to repitch me. He didn't mention the like previous partnership pitch, but it got into like a picking my brain about like social media growth in the dating industry. Oh, that's the worst. It was awful. And yeah, it didn't, it didn't count towards my. See, it's not a bad date though, right? It's a, uh, it's a funny story. Like, let me tell you what just happened, you know? And I think that's how you have to approach these things. Like a bad date is um, something that is to me, a bad date is if someone emotionally or physically or even mentally abuses you on a date, that is the threshold for me. Like abuse to me is bad. Yeah. Like high drinks or him Venmoing you your share of a date. To me, this is like funny. It's like, wow, (laughs) what a piece of shit. You know, that's funny. I can't wait to tell my next date. Oh my God. Can you believe this guy Venmoed me his share? Would you ever do that to a woman? I need to know right now. Like I would totally call out the narrative. On the first part of our bad date series, I told my worst date story ever, which like this guy followed me home basically. Like that um, was Yeah, like- it's when we're like Allie felt unsafe. And so we agree we definitely yeah. agree on that threshold where it's like my answer was like I don't I didn't have a bad date. It's funny like I actually took a phone call with somebody and on that phone call he mentioned that he empathized with Hitler's reasons. Oh, and I was like, "Excuse me?" Yeah. And so like I avoided, I guess that I, we probably did talk for over 20 minutes, so I guess that was a date, but um using Maria math. But that was like that to me now is just it's just a deranged story it's not like it's you know whatever um i remember once i had a phone date with someone who i in the course of that phone call there was like a shooting that day <laughs> could have been any day um but this was pre sandy hook and mm-hmm. um i remember on that conversation, I, he was like saying like, we should have guns or whatever. And I was like, tell me more, tell me more. Why? Like I was using the Socratic method on him. I just asked him a ton of questions just to see if his own logic, you know, he also had a bachelor's in physics. It's my go-to. Yeah. So I was like, you know, how can you believe this? So I was kind of just asking him questions to understand by the end of the conversation, I'd flipped him into like anti-gun. I just kept asking him questions where he like could no longer like, he didn't believe in what he was saying. He was just, I think he just grew up in a conservative state where he'd learn how to like say certain things and was never Mm. challenged. And so by the end of that date, he had suddenly like the next day registered to be a Democrat. I thought it was just like, yes, I did it. I made it. You know, I got another voter. (laughs) Speaking of flowers, I've just got a flower delivery. So I need to. Oh my God. Wow. (laughs) From who? I think it is from my real estate agent. That is my guess. Oh, very nice. Good call. There was like a – because they tried to deliver these flowers on Saturday when, when I was at my volleyball tournament. And oh. like I had mi- I missed like 15 phone calls when I got back from a game. Oh, no. And the flower people were all mad at me because I didn't answer the door. I'm like, I didn't know I was receiving these. I'm not home. Like I, this is not my fault. <laughs> yeah. Um, and the only cross – the cross section of people that know my address but didn't know I wasn't home is very real small. small. Yeah. So I think I think it's they're probably from my real estate agent. Great. Anyway, um, yeah, Maria, this has been amazing. Yeah, thank you so amazing. much. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much for being here. I also want to mention yeah. that we do a series on our Patreon that we call Finding Mr. Hyde Uncensored, where typically we talked – obviously we talked about sex on this episode, but we don't get like into the nitty gritty of it. Hold on. Sorry. I can, I, I'll explain. Um, yeah, so it's where we like 
take spicier questions, have a little bit of more an open dialogue on that. And so mm-hmm. if you're up for it, we would love to have you back for that um, sure. at some point. Um, can we do it in September? Of course. Oh, yeah, whatever. We, we're, okay. we're totally open on it. We don't have to schedule it right now. But okay, I yeah. had called it in the intro that we did to this segment, which we recorded last night. I was like, I'm calling it now. I think Maria is going to be a great uncensored guest. Yeah, it's um, fun. I'm, I'm good uncensored. Um, <laughs> I'll be great. Oh, it'll be good. Love Amazing. it. Well, we look forward to it. And before we sign off, can you tell our listeners where they can find you? Um, yes. So you can find me on Instagram at Matchmaker Maria. And the link in my bio has all the links. So you can find agapimatch.com there, which is my matchmaking service. You can enroll for an agapi intensive, which is uh, our, our coaching program. You can sign up for a retreat. I do a retreat in Greece every year, and I've got a Tulum retreat happening in a couple of months. Um, so you can find all of that information on the link in my bio on Instagram at Matchmaker Maria. Amazing. Incredible. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Have a great day. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then... Place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.